Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Emergency FYP podcast. Uh, emergency because it's just been announced that Roy Hodgson has departed from Crystal Palace. Um, whether he's been sacked, whether he's gone by his own volition, either way, Roy is gone. The decision has been made um, with Crystal Palace heading into a crucial fixture against Everton. I'm here with JD, Jack and Dom Fifield. How are you, do- how are you guys doing? Good. Love an emergency pod. Yeah, don't you just love an emergency pod? Um, Been on on standby for a few days. That's it. Yeah, we've all been we've all been waiting eagerly to see what's going on. Um, It the the timing of it is kind of sensible, really. In all in in the grand scheme of things, he's not going to be stood on the sidelines at. at Everton at Goodison Park um, and with the the potential for uh, Oliver Glasner to take the job um, shortly, it kind of feels like they needed to close this chapter at some point. Do you feel that, um, what are your thoughts on it, Dom, in terms of everything that's happened and everything that's been going on in the last week? Um, <laughs> where to start? Uh well, look, um, primarily, I'm I'm sad that it's come to this. I I love the, I mean, the statement that's that's been released with the quotes from from Roy and from Steve Parrish. Uh, um, a very very affectionate, very heartwarming. Uh, it's uh, it, it's it, it makes clear the affection that he in which he holds the club, and indeed the affection in which he is held by the club's hierarchy for everything he's done in the seasons that he's managed Crystal Palace. Um, in truth i don't think that i don't think it's been handled particularly well in the last couple of weeks if i'm perfectly honest i mean he's 
I know that circumstances have complicated matters, not least uh, the, the the incident at the training ground on Thursday when 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 Roy Hodgson fell ill, um, which <laughs> obviously has has left the club in a state of limbo going into arguably their biggest game of the season this evening at, at Goodison Park. Um, I don't, I mean, I pray to God that I'm proved wrong on this, but when we reconvene for the post-match pod this evening, I suspect we'll be picking over the bones of a very difficult Crystal Palace performance because I don't think the preparation has been ideal for it. Uh, but I suppose that's a small, that's a small little in, incident in, in over the course of the last two weeks. I, I just don't think that things have been done well over the last two weeks, if I'm perfectly honest, but this is where we're at. Um, we all knew that Roy Hodgson was likely to be leaving. Um, and we all know that Oliver Glasner is likely to be coming in. Um, I suppose the statement is a way of salvaging some kind of um, PR exercise in, in that, because I, because the PR of, of everything in the last two weeks has been pretty miserable, if I'm honest. Um, but we move on. It's a, it's a, it's a great shame we'll miss him. I think he, I think we will miss him because he has done a tremendous job with the resources at his disposal, um, and it's right that he should be held in proper. Oh, oh, we've lost him. We've lost him. He was right in the middle of a flow of, uh, of uh, brilliance. The emotion, the emotion has got to him. Yeah, it really. He's, uh, that's it. Um, in the meantime, can I, can I step in? Can I step in? Yeah, Cause, go ahead. Because I agree with everything Dom said there, and, and hopefully he'll 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 rejoin us, but. I think my overriding emotion right now is sort of one of relief that it's just sort of put to bed now because we've had so many twists and turns over the last few days, over the last few weeks, over the last few months, really. Um, and it's it's as someone who is, you know, a card-carrying member of the Roy Apologist Society, um, it's it's kind of been really, really sad to see. Um, I think most Palace fans wanted Roy to do well this time around and 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 it, it hasn't worked out in the way we'd hoped and there's been various factors in that but you know and not least obviously his his turn for his health turn over the weekend which which i see palace have like buried in the last line of the press conference uh press release if that was me i'd be leading with that but by the way roy's fine and then get on with the news that he's stepping down but that's good to hear so obviously we send roy all our best but it's just a uh, you know, I think Dom alluded to this. It feels a little bit like he's just sort of been hung out to dry and flogged a bit for the last few weeks. Probably down to the fact that he is such a committed football man that he will just get on with the job. When there was reports on Twitter that he wanted to be involved tonight in some way. I mean, he literally just came out of hospital. But I think that shows the commitment to football to this guy that he's just, he just loves the game so much. And I think loves the club so much. They just wanted to be involved. And it's actually been a bit sad, I think, seeing not just the way that I don't think the club have helped him, but in some of the social media comments and it's, it's all, everyone's had knives out for Roy and it's just, um, I, I'm actually just a bit relieved it's over. I, I don't, I don't know if Glasner's going to work out really hope he is. And we've got, I don't think it's, I think we've, we've already given it away. We, we talked to Johnny Ertel and we've got a little bit of a, an insight into Glasner from him and, and Johnny was very positive. So we'll put that out this week as well. Um, but it's, it's. I'm just kind of relieved it's all over, and and I I wish Roy the best, and I hope he can recover now and and do whatever he chooses to do with his life, um, whether it's in football or not. But I'm kind of just uh, uh, the drama of the last few weeks and months has just been a bit. Uh, firstly, I kind of got sick of talking about Roy, 
and I sort of got sick of the way sort of being treated by everyone. So yeah, I'm kind of just relieved it's over, to be honest. I think it's um I think it's damaging in terms of the kind of the leaks that happened around the the last couple of weeks, especially with the Glasner story breaking in the way that it did. Um whatever the the machinations of of that happening are concerned, I think it's it really has kind of undermined Roy Hodgson somewhat in terms of the build-up to this game. And it's, while I understand that leaks happen, the optics of it are just a little bit challenging, really. I think the impression I get is that Roy was 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 unaware that this was happening. And I, I imagine some football managers would be unaware. Um, but then for that story to break and it kind of becoming very much the news, and then it was just a, wait, a matter of waiting to see exactly when the club would actually sack him or whether when they when that agreement would come in place. It just feels a bit off, doesn't it, Jack? Yeah, I've, I've found the last, what is it now, 96 hours or so, quite, quite confusing. Um, I mean, fundamentally, the, the, the best news is that clearly Roy is in better health than he was on Thursday lunchtime, I think goes about saying that that's been the, the utmost importance for, for most Palace fans, that that he was getting better and has got better, clearly. Because um, it sounds like it was, yeah, a significant worry at the training ground on Thursday. So so that's pleasing. But, yeah, it, the way the story's broken, um, s- seemingly somewhat delayed by events on Thursday, it's, it's very confusing for anyone watching in from outside, let alone for Palace fans watching our own club um and with Jim in terms of relief that it's finally being called I have to remember we have actually and you've alluded to it already all, all three of you have a very important Premier League match to play in uh three and a half hours time and it, it does seem that that fixture has somewhat been uh <laughs> hopefully not foregone but as, as Don says I, I wouldn't be surprised if you guys are talking on the post-match about um, a rather difficult evening and what is going to be a, a, a feeble atmosphere at Goodison because they need the point so yeah, it's it's. I'm glad it's. I'm glad the kind of last 96 hours are, are beyond us now. Presumably, the appointment of the new manager will follow quickly. Presumably tomorrow, um, and we'll see where we go from that. You know, whatever happens tonight, Saturday at home to Burnley is going to be absolutely huge. And um, I, I just hope we're in a place that we can give everything we need to on Saturday because that that fixture is is getting bigger by um, every passing minute. We're also joined by Ben Long. How are you doing, Ben? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Rob. Good to see you, mate. Good, good. How, what are your thoughts on everything that's happened in the last 96 hours or whatever it is? Uh, it's um, it's good to finally get an announcement of some sort because I feel like all we've been doing all weekend is just waiting for the announcement, waiting for some or waiting for any news at all, really. I mean, it's been it's been radio silence from everyone, from the club itself and even the people that do like get information and know stuff. It's been absolute silence. So it's been a worrying time. Um, first and foremost, I'm just happy to hear the news that Roy is is feeling a lot better than he was because um, ultimately that's the most important thing. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's been a long weekend, mate. Um, finally, we've got one announcement, and I'm sure the second one will, will follow at some point. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's not easy being a Palace fan, is it? It certainly isn't. Um, we're going to go back to Dom, who has returned. Uh, 
if you can pick up where you left off, Dom, at all, then... Where, where uh, did I leave off? I don't, I don't um, even know where I cut out. It basically, was too much. Dom, that, since, that, you, it, since you were cut off, Glasner has been appointed. Oh, <laughs> has he been sat yet? Yes, he has. <laughs> yeah, he's stepped down. Uh, he's gone to Bayern Munich. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, but Dom, you, you, you'd said that it'd been handled poorly over the last couple of weeks and that this is kind of, it, it's left a little bit of a sour taste, I think. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 that's how I feel. I mean, I, I just think that this should have been resolved quickly after, if, if, if indeed there was going to be a managerial change, and I'm led to believe there was after the Brighton defeat, then it really should have happened in days after the Brighton loss. Um it would have given Palace more opportunity to pr- prepare for for Chelsea um, and clearly for Everton. The way that it has worked out, and look, don't get me wrong, the, the stuff that happened on Thursday last week at the training ground made that difficult, and obviously made it very, very, very hard for for Palace say, to sack Roy Hodgson when he's in a hospital bed. I mean, that would have been callous in the extreme. Um, albeit, I suppose the cynic out there would say, well, the club has to think, still plan ahead, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that is also the implication of what I'm just saying is that I wanted Roy Hudson to be sacked. And that isn't the case, as I think is very obvious from everything I've said over the, the last few months on the podcast. But I, I just think that there's been, there has been this void as, as you, as you've all alluded to, we've, we've all known where this was going. This was all heading in one direction and yet it's almost like we're writing off games in in the meantime without uh, you know the Chelsea match the Everton game potentially and and I think that is risky I think Palace's predicament is is very worrying and, and very real um and it will be you know hopefully this evening we can put some we can put some calm in the proceedings but but you know the way that the preparation has been for a, a very difficult trip to Goodison Park. I, it would be a hell of a performance for Palace to come away with anything from that, um, because you know they it's been all over the place for the last few days. Do you think some of the radio silence, and, and we're talking radio silence? I mean, the club haven't haven't communicated anything since the statement about Roy being taken ill at the training ground. So it's basically nearly three days worth of of uh, not saying anything, not, nothing going out on social media, no videos, no images, no clips, nothing. Do you think some of that is to try and avoid the spectre of a distraction on the preparation for to, for the team prior to this big game and that they've kind of, they've been conscious that anything that they put out is going to end up with some kind of pushback potentially um, and that they've tried to handle this as well as they possibly could in terms of it being a very much a PR tightrope that they're kind yeah. of walking uh, along since Thursday it's been taken out of their hands and, yeah. and it's been made very difficult my, my gripe isn't with everything since Thursday right, it's with right. the two weeks before that mm. um, I mean it's an impossible PR situation since last Thursday and let's be let's be realistic from the moment Roy collapsed at the training ground Paddy McCarthy and Ray Lewington were taking the team at, at Goodison Park. Yeah. So, in, that, in terms of the, 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 the preparing the players in that little Saturday, Sunday, stroke Monday period, that that's set in stone from that moment. But no, my my issue is 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 with the preceding two weeks, um, because it called for a, a, a decision to be made. You either come out and say, 
Roy Hodgson is the man to, to keep Crystal Palace in the division. He's got a contract to the end of the season. We're going to honour that. We believe that once he gets the players back fit, that he he is the man to keep us in the Premier League. Um, and uh, and we put our faith in him. Or you say the recent run of results hasn't been good enough, even if the performance. Well, actually, performance against Brighton was awful. So it was the, the performance against Chelsea was passable, but. Um, but, you know, the results have been that bad. We need to make a change. We feel as if the time is right to make a change and accelerate the process of bringing a new manager, which we were going to do in the summer, but we're going to do it now. And we do it now because that gives us a few more days to prepare, a few new day, a few more days for the new man to look at the squad and work out what he wants to do with, with said squad. Um, and, you, and, and, and you just make that decision. And it doesn't appear as if that decision was made. It just sort of lingered on in this state of hiatus until, okay, they, maybe that Thursday. That Thursday was the day when the decisions were going to be made, and that's when the announcement was going to happen, and then actually things then es- escalated and were taken out of their hands. But, look, it's, it is what it is. It's it's a sad day, essentially, that that, that Roy Hodgson has has moved on. There will be fans out there that think this is, this is the right thing to have done and brilliant. Um, we can at least move on now with a new manager, a new exciting future. Um, it's a hard job for for, for Glasner because coming in mid-season is hard enough. Coming in with 13 games left after tonight um, and trying to impose your philosophy, a workout way of playing with players that you didn't buy, you didn't bring in, um, that will be effective. Is That's a tough ask in the Premier League, particularly when you've never worked in the Premier League before. But you know, you look at what his CV, and you think, well, okay, there might be, there may well be a very positive future with this this head coach in charge. Um, but for the moment, it's it's thanks and and farewell to Roy Hodgson, who who really does hold this club in in his heart. Um, who who he he will always retain that affection for the club. I think he, I know he's found the last few weeks difficult when things have turned and the, the atmosphere in the stadium and the abuse to which he's been subjected to hard to tolerate all that, you know, people can look at themselves on how they've behaved on that. Quite frankly. Um, I think, I think he's, he's, he's acted with class. Um, he's been an excellent ambassador for this club and he's, uh, he's done a very, very good job with the resources at his disposal over his, throughout his time at Palace. Yeah, it's um. I, I think the the the, the behaviour that we saw from some fans. I mean, the, the bottle being thrown at him after the uh, Bournemouth game, I think it was, and then some of the abuse that I saw after the, uh, the the Chelsea defeat was was just uncalled for, really. Um, but hopefully, he doesn't take that as being representative of the majority of Palace fans who've been very, I think, appreciative of everything that he's done for the club and and can understand that that circumstances haven't always made it easy for him and in this case it definitely hasn't been the case uh especially no. well with i injuries. think no no manager deserves that no of course but least of all someone like roy who as uh dom says holds the club dearly in his heart i think sometimes more than the club holds him in their heart if i'm being totally honest but he, he certainly is a fan um some uh, it, it's weirdly quite heartwarming and also kind of like a bit frustrating on on social media now I, I, i'm just like flicking through and loads of people are saying really nice things about roy quite rightly as they should do but from quite a few accounts that 
definitely weren't saying nice things about him 96 hours previously and probably saying some pretty nasty things but if, it, if this is the way it ends that everyone's saying nice things about him then fair play because he does he does deserve that and i have to say like i agree with everything dom said about the radio silence so i actually think the radio silence over the weekend um hasn't been helpful in that i think most palace fans are are good people who care about roy and his state of his health it would have been nice to have had slightly more updates on how roy's doing health wise over the weekend even if there was no updates on the managerial situation but just letting us know he's responsive in hospital or whatever because i think a lot of people were genuinely really really worried about him regardless of what they thought about his managerial ability so yeah it almost feels like the it almost feels like the human element of everything was kind of lost in in the mire of everything that went on um we're gonna i think before we finish off the pod, let's just remember one, if you can think of one favourite Roy Hodgson memory over the course of his tenure, um, that would be really helpful. Just have a think quickly. For me, my favourite one was the Watford game where he came back as manager and uh, witnessed uh, Watford losing and then didn't go over to their fans and clap, but instead came to Palace fans and it really pissed them off as they got relegated. So that was... That was a classic Roy Hodgson moment for me. Um, but we can talk about performances. I mean, there were, you know, Man City, the Man City away wins and everything else. What are your thoughts, Jack? Do you have anything that comes to mind? Yeah, I mean, the one that springs to mind is, is uh, I, I would say two, but I, I will just say one. Uh, his first win as Palace manager against Chelsea um, when we had lost the first seven without scoring and injuries. And it, that afternoon, you know, Roy... <laughs> Himself had, had not managed since uh, England being knocked out by Iceland. So he'd been out of the game um, for, you know, 14, 16, 14, 15 months when he was appointed. And even after losing three games appointed, um, two of which were in Manchester, he was already kind of being written off in sense of he's not going to be the guy. And then we beat Chelsea, um, who I think were reigning champions, I think, possibly. Um, yeah. And when... Wilf curled that one into the bottom corner. We went 2-1 up. It, for the first time that season, it felt like Selhurst and, and it felt like we had the right man in the dugout. And that season, whatever came afterwards, Roy performed a, a, a miracle that season, I thought, in terms of keeping us after that starts that season. And then has only gone on to do what he's done with the club, um, which I think over time will look an even better achievement at the way he's guided the club to, you know, so many years of top flight football and, and whatever fans thoughts are about Roy today, um, his achievement will be, um, yeah, harnessed in time because yeah, he, it's the first manager to have done that for the club. And, um, I'm, I'm very grateful that Roy Hodgson has been the manager of Crystal Palace football club for as long as, as he has been. Longy, what are your thoughts? What's your uh, favorite Roy Hodgson memory? Um, before, before, before I say, um, the ending of Roy at Palace is 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 particularly hard because um, I've always felt an affinity with a bloke because he believe it or not he was my mum's PE teacher at school um, oh, back wow. in the day when he was at Monks Hill School um, which became Selzen High School which I went to and Wilf actually went to that school as well um, so yeah I've always felt an affinity with him when he was England manager and when he came to Palace I thought this has been a long time coming like I've been waiting pretty much his whole career for him to be the Palace manager. Um, what he did in the first season was unbelievable. Like the start we had, and even when he came in, we're losing to Southampton and then back-to-back defeats in Manchester, heavy defeats. And then the way he turned around that team with little resources at first, playing Wilf and Andros up front, um, for me, was unbelievable. And one thing I will say is he he kept this team and the squad 
in the division during COVID when we had, we didn't spend any money and we managed to build that magnificent academy. So he used to take a lot of credit for all that all that stuff. Um, and when the dust has settled, I hope we do get to say a proper goodbye to him. Um, hopefully we stay in the league this year and he gets that last game of the season. That'd be that'd be absolutely magnificent. But my favourite Hodgson moment probably Watford at home when we nicked it in the last minute. I think that McCarthy, was, day. was it. Did we get out? Do we get out of the relegation zone for the first time that, yep. that season? That day? Yeah. yeah, just everything about it. Um, obviously, it was all about Wilf and the yeah, the winning it late on, and and that's probably my favourite um, Royal Shield moment. I think the noise from that was incredible, wasn't yeah. it? It was just yeah. such a that Macarthur goal was oh, it was magic. Body everywhere, proper yeah. limbs. Man. Yeah, proper it really was. Was. Can I jump in on Longy's point? There, it's really interesting about about feeling an affinity to Roy because I think we we all kind of did. I mean, that's you, you had a really special connection there. Uh, and I know quite a few Palace fans who had similar sort of connections to uh, to, to South London as well, and, and and Roy, his previous job before football. I think we all did in a way because he was from South London. He was a Palace fan, is a Palace fan. I think we all, certainly when he first joined in 2017, that was a connection that we all felt something for. And actually, I think it'll be a long time before we have a Palace manager from South London. Uh, sorry, Palace fan from South London as manager again. Like I, I think that's actually a very special thing that doesn't happen very often and one that was successful with us as well and you know kept us in the top flight for five seasons. So unarguably successful and in many people's eyes, our best ever manager. So I think all those components make a very special person and a very special manager for this club. And that, and that doesn't happen often and it won't happen again for a long time. Um, and yes, there's been... Highs and lows, as there is with any managerial spell. And yes, recently there's been a lot of challenges for Roy um, and for all us fans. Um, but I'm glad that people are today are remembering the good times, uh, of which there were many. Because um, I think that is the right thing to do for someone that has represented us impeccably and clearly loves the club and loves football and has delivered us loads of great moments over the last six years you know give or take a few years out so do you have yeah. a memory jd as something that comes to mind well i was going to say i was going to say either of the watford uh, uh the no the what the the macro one uh or the chelsea one is good i really like uh the recent moment where he laughed at pep on the touchline uh when uh, <laughs> i think when we'd equalized possibly he just yeah. yeah he just has that kind of I don't know. He's able to sort of diffuse situations with a sort of friendly smile sometimes. And, and there's been loads of those moments. And I think there will be plaudits now all week from press conferences, from other managers talking about Roy. And I think if you listen to some of them, particularly from people like Pep, like Klopp, these high-end managers who are winners and have won stuff, the way they talk about him and the influence he's had on them and the way they respect him, I think will speak volumes this week. So... Yeah, that, I, I, that, that's probably my just just his sort of touchline demeanor. I mean, even in the early days, he used to do that kind of two-handed sort of yay pump when we scored a goal, didn't he? Which even that was quite sweet in its own moment. So, uh, yeah, I think just his sort of general his general sort of touchline. What, what was lovely about that one, Jim, is that came a week after he was very vocal about how he was somewhat falling out of love with the game after the Liverpool home victory, and in that moment, you saw a man who remembered why. He probably did say yes in the summer to being asked to come back and still had love for the game. And this second spell, particularly 
the second half of this second spell has been very difficult for Roy. I think that's become clear, his his short nature with some questions he's been asked and just his general mood seems to have suffered as a result of the, the pressure he's been under. But th- that moment was lovely. And he had coordinated a comeback against the treble winners. Like <laughs> it wasn't a mean it was no mean achievement in itself to come back and get a point at the Etihad had um that Saturday afternoon. So there have been moments. Um yeah, I, I love that man. That's a great show. Sorry, can I actually change mine to the hour that I sat in front of him recording the podcast? That's, sorry, that's probably a better option, a better answer, isn't it? I had completely forgotten that uh, the time when he gave an hour of his very busy schedule to us to talk, answer our stupid questions. Um, yeah, that was fantastic. And again, this is a good chance for anyone to go back and listen to. I think that's probably his last long sit down interview. I think possibly before he's left in this spell. Actually, I might be wrong there. Um, but yeah, that was a well-received episode and, and, and quite rightly because he talked at length about really interesting parts of the game and his upbringing as well. So um, you wouldn't get that with many managers. In fact, we've never had that with a previous manager, I don't think, since we've done the podcast. So that was a very, very special moment. And again, a measure of the guy that he was happy to come and, and do that and was wonderful to be in the presence of. So uh, yeah, I'm going to change my moment to uh, to that one if possible. Perfect. Dom, have you got a, a memory you can think of? that you really appreciate? Um, well, look, you, you stole on the thunder a bit, but um, Ben and, and JD, and I thought the, the, the MacArthur game, um, in particular, the noise in that stadium and, and the, and the glee was, 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 was one big one, um, definitely. And then I was going to say the, the look on his face at the end of the, the two, two draw at the Etihad as well, just because it showed that, that joy for football still, and the sort of yeah, that sort of bemused. It was a bemused smile, wasn't it? It was a sort of my God, yeah. Even I didn't see that coming. Type type look to him, which I think is, which is endearing because it, it shows that he still had that enthusiasm for the game. I, I was lucky. I mean, like I covered I covered his England team, which wasn't a joyous experience quite a lot of the time, particularly towards the end. It it it, it became quite fractious between press pack and and beleaguered management staff. Um, but I always found him at Palace to be really, really good company. Um, always giving of his of his time, and actually, the the, <laughs> the memory that will probably last longest for me was was actually going back to to Monks Hill School with with Roy to do an interview with him for the Athletic, where uh, he he basically oversaw a training session with Palace's Down Syndrome team um which was just amazing to watch the how he how he sort of engaged with these kids um running around the place just just having such wonderful fun and and pinching themselves that Roy Hodgson was actually there conducting the training session and that so, I mean there, there are pictures from that event which would be out there in the ether um, of you know the the kids just hugging him as if he was you know, a family member or, or or a teammate indeed, just just sort of hanging off him, just 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 loving the fact that he was loving it and um and getting them to do the drills. And there were balls flying past his head. No one really knew what was going on. It was fairly chaotic and um, you know, people were getting taken out all the time with, with stray footballs, but he just he was completely unflap unflappable. He just sort of thought this was this is wonderful. He was in his element, he was he was dealing with people who loved football and he was one of those and he, he will remain one of those. I imagine, I, I bet you he doesn't want to hang up his, hang up his boots. Do managers have boots? Yeah, they have boots. Whistle. 
No, hang, no, they don't have whistles. Were they? Well, clipboards, In maybe. Training, probably. Hang up his um, tie. Yeah, his whiteboard presentation tactical sheet. Clipboard. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I suspect he'll he'll have the same enthusiasm once he's recovered from this from from the events of last Thursday as he ever has. He'll be on the television. I'm sure he'll be. He'll be he'll be going off to do his UEFA and FIFA things like he always was because that is Roy Hodgson. He he goes hand in hand with football. For me, the other thing that I really appreciate about Roy is um, the, his return last year. Like everybody that listens to the the pod extra will know that last year was a horrible year for me personally, and Alice's results were almost in line with the awfulness that I was going through. And we just kept losing games and kept struggling and making things difficult. And then Roy came in and football is a distraction, right? It's ultimately a distraction from what we're dealing with in our daily lives. And sometimes it can be good and sometimes it can be bad and people can channel all of that energy, whether it's their negative energy or positive energy into it. Um, and I think that when Roy came in, it just gave me and and my brother and some, you know, my mum a little bit of hope, a little bit of happiness in amidst all of the sadness that we were dealing with. And yeah, I, I'll always appreciate that of him because because it was just at a point where everything felt down and everything felt bad, suddenly going to matches and winning games and actually seeing us play really well. And actually with a fully fit squad, he, we played some really good football last season. I, I know that there was a, it maybe was a bit of a hybrid of the Vieira approach and, and Roy's kind of approach as well, mixing together, but whatever it was, it was, it was magical and I really enjoyed it. And so I'll always be thankful to him for that respite that that gave. Um, yeah, it was, it was really special. Whatever the case, I think we all hope that Roy's con- recovery continues um, and that he, that, you know, that he gets better uh, really soon. I don't know, you know, we don't obviously don't know what, what it was that, that, that resulted in him, in him ha- being taken ill, but either way uh, we were all very concerned for him and, and really um, had, uh, you know, we all just want him to, to, to be better. Um, and we're all thankful to him for everything that he's done for Crystal Palace Football Club. Um, that's about it, really, isn't it? I think that's that's it from yeah. everyone. Not much that's else we fair. can say. Can um, I use a phrase that Jack was using on the pod and seems to have stopped to sign off, which I think actually is perfect for now, which is, go well, Roy. Yeah, that's it. Indeed. Thank you, Roy. Uh, thank you, uh, JD, Jack, Ben, and Dom um, for joining me. Um, and we'll be doing a post-match podcast after the game tonight. Um, which will be hopefully with, I think with Dom, potentially JD, maybe even Selzy, depending on what time he gets out of the game. So uh, look forward to that. Uh, JD, there's, I guess there's going to be a regular podcast as well midweek. Yeah. Jack and Joe. Jack, I think you guys are doing a pod midweek. Yeah, Joe's in the chair. So uh, yeah, I think we'll still get one in. Might be, uh, that might be where you hear your, your Johnny Ertel insight possibly. Yeah. Lovely. All right, great. Right, well, uh, look forward to that. Plenty of Palace content coming up. Uh, hopefully Palace can get a win tonight. Thanks, for, thanks everyone. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.